Hey, stupid nerds, the download the uh, Boogie Monster with, with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. So you can find out uh, what happened to Frankenstein and the Wolfman and all that fictional stuff that never happened. And don't pay attention to World War II or the American flag or important things. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. All right. Hi. <laughs> Why is that so funny? All right. Hey. It's the the boogie monster. Uh, hey, it's Dave and Kyle. It's us. And uh this week's episode is a I think it's a weird one. It's a hodgepodge. Yeah, it's a hodgepodge. It's a 45-minute episode of uh us after having recorded a different episode and then giggling about some dumb stuff. We're like, let's just record this. And so that'll be the meat of this one. Yeah. And then it's just us, uh, yeah, trying to figure out how to ease into that. No real topic to this one. Uh, I know that's kind of our thing is that we say we have a topic and then we barely brush on it and spend the rest of the time talking about nonsense, but there's not even really a topic to this Yeah, the the 45 is an extension of the Halloween episode. Okay. It's recorded after the Halloween episode. We're in the mood of... We're just talking about weird stuff, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, Halloween. Last Halloween, we had a good time. Last Halloween, we um, we went to the desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and you and I and Rachel and Lisa and we uh, we just ate a bunch of mushrooms and yeah. uh, tried to get abducted by aliens. Yeah, it's a good time. I legit tried to yeah. do that. Yeah, uh, you you. I thought you were joking. Like driving out there, you had mentioned it a couple times. You're like, eh, you know. But like more than once during that night, you know, and yeah. as you're supposed to do with mushrooms, you you, you do them with buddies. Yeah. You, you, you you keep tabs on everybody, make sure everybody's doing okay mentally. But uh, more than once throughout the night, I would check in. You know, it's like, Kyle, you doing okay over there, buddy? And then yeah, just, was, just trying to get abducted. I was laying in the dirt, like nothing, <laughs> not a towel, nothing, just. Find a flat spot, flat spot of ground, or just just laid there making dirt angels, <laughs> looking up at the sky. Did you have a good time though? Was it a good experience for you? I had a great time. I yeah. mean, I feel like I mean, there's a lot of theories about how you know people that do DMT and do hallucinogenic drugs is you know you're going into the inner space, mm-hmm. and is that what is that where? Other life forms exist. Mm-hmm. Is it instead of a uh, a, a macro organism, you know, is it something inside your own DNA? That's where the intelligent life or the idea of God exists. Mm-hmm. Is it's 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 in the other ninety percent of your brain you're not using. And uh, I mean, I haven't done DMT or anything, but they they say that's that's yeah. where some of those secrets may lie. Yeah, quite possibly. I have not done it either, but I I hear good things. And the uh, the hallucinogens, I just have a. I don't do a lot of them, mm-hmm. and I just had real good. Uh, just had a great time. Just had a great time. Uh, it does. I mean, without sounding too much of a hip, like it opens your mind. Oh, it absolutely does. Like, I mean, you agree with that, right? Yeah. Like, outside of the giggles and the fun silliness, then you just start having very large, you know, very grandiose concepts and seeing a a connection amongst everything which sounds mm-hmm. hippie when you're saying it sober 
but uh, you know, realizing the connection between everything in the world, and so is that what God is? Is just this connection that brings everything. That mm-hmm. oh, look at that cloud. That cloud has rain. Rain gives these plants life. I ate these plants so I could live. I, you know, it's a okay. Yeah, it's good. It's good for you. Like I, I afterwards, I feel refreshed. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Um, man, any psychedelic stuff. It's so interesting to me because. As humans, I feel like we're creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. You know, we live our entire life. You're, you're born, and then you, as a child, and then as you grow into an adult, there's just a standard way that you perceive things. Like, this is how the world works. You know, yeah. I go to bed at night, I wake up in the morning, the sun goes down, the sun goes up, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like mushrooms and some of those types of uh, drugs just kind of make you step back and look at everything differently. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. just it, – it's because it is just – I mean, 39 years of just doing – you know, obviously I've had a lot of experiences and every day is different. But for the most part, the way you perceive the world and the way you perceive yourself and even your own mind, it's yeah. just – it's repetitive what, day what, after day. What part you serve. Yeah. Well, I serve to – Make money to pay these bills, mm-hmm. and if my phone shut off, that would be embarrassing. And yeah, it's like really, it really lets you step back from that, and, and it's like these problem these are these are problems that are relative to other people's problems. Yeah, you know, just the same way you know you have to eat your food because there's starving kids there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the expanded. Uh, <laughs> Psychonaut version of that statement of like a perspective, like oh yeah, the things I complain about aren't real. Yeah, like there's larger concepts in the world. But anyway, so yeah, we had a good time last Halloween. Yeah, and so, then uh, you, uh, I, I, uh, I, I experienced mushrooms again last week. Yeah, um, just out of sheer boredom. Did a solo trip. I did a solo trip, and I don't think you're technically supposed to yeah, do that. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would not. A lot of people why, why frown upon that? that, but uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a renegade. Well, it's if you have a screwy one, you want somebody else. Yeah, that's true. It's like, uh, it's like scuba diving. Or something. Yeah, I mean, something else you need somebody else there with you. Yeah, like we've got friends, and I won't name them, even though he's talked about it. But we've got mutual friends that have had some pretty bad ones, pretty bad trips out in the redwood forest. Yeah, where, I've uh, where you really need would have not had a had a bad trip. Yeah, I have not either, and I uh, haven't done them a lot, but I've done them uh, a few times. And yeah, last week I just said, "Hey, I've been working, just working all week, and was just burnout, just mm. with burnout with everything. Just you know, been doing a bunch of shows and driving Lyft, and, and not to sound like oh, it's burnout doing comedy, the thing I love to do, but just." I don't know. Just it was like, ah, oh, man, I need a day to just take off and do something different. And I was like, what's what's more yeah. off my normal schedule than doing mushrooms? You need that reset button. Yeah. That so reset your priorities. The only thing is, like, I didn't I didn't really go out like you know we went to Joshua Tree, went to the desert. Yeah. I just went to the park. <laughs> <laughs> There's a park about ten minutes from my house, a ten minute walk. Well, that's all it needs. In yeah. Nature. I mean, it's yeah. the Bill Hicks thing. Go to nature. Yeah, it's where you're supposed to be. I mean, the only problem was it was a public park, and then for five hours, people were a little concerned with the bearded weirdo with the green hoodie just literally standing in the middle of the park. I was just stood in the corner, <laughs> just stood for hours. 
Me, I'm just gonna stand here. I mean, I guess it's leering, but I mean that's not my intent. You know, like I'm mellow. If you would have just come up and talked to me, you could tell I'm mellow. But I understand it looks like I'm leering. But it was great because I did. Uh, I took them at like 4 p.m., so I had half the time was day. Half of my trip was daytime, and the other, the second half was at night. So I got kind of the best of both worlds. For the first hour, I just laid in the grass and stared at the clouds. It was a very cloudy day, a rare cloudy day in Los Angeles. So even even completely sober, staring at the clouds can be fun because you see things. But uh, whew, I saw all kinds of crazy stuff in those clouds. And then I stood up and I stared at the family, mountains. A lot of family portraits up there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was these huge mountains is uh, up in Glendale. I don't. What are, what are the name of those mountains we go those hiking? Those are the Verdugos. I Verdugo mountains. Yeah. So I just stared at the Ver- Verdugo mountains and watched them breathe. Yeah, the, the mountains yeah. were breathing. Flex it out, yeah. mountains. Yeah, that was cool. And then when night came, um, I went and played a maybe a full nine innings of shadow baseball. <laughs> <laughs> It's like 10 p.m. Nobody's in the park at this point, and there's this nice little baseball diamond that uh, me and some of my buddies will hit up and play sometimes. And I just went out there, and it was kind of, kind of reliving my youth. I was a baseball player in high school. I mm-hmm. love baseball, and uh, just out there for about an hour, just fielding my position at second base, holding on imaginary runners, fielding imaginary ground balls, <laughs> letting the outfielders know two away, two away. You always do that as an infielder. You gotta. <laughs> You know, let everybody know how many outs are two down, two down. I, I did all the all the little mannerisms. Uh, did you I, see anybody else out there? No, I did. I went and one went, other guy doing <laughs> the same thing on the baseball diamond, like my own <laughs> weird field of dreams. Just uh, Ray Liotta came out of the cornfield field of hallucinations. <laughs> but I even I think I even one time went and consoled my pitcher. Uh, my imaginary pitcher was having he was he was a little wild. <laughs> So, as a second baseman, you gotta you gotta go in and calm him down a little bit. Like, hey, buddy, all right, you got this. Just relax. Uh, so I did that. That was a lot of fun. And then when I got tired of uh, actually playing imaginary baseball, I went and sat in the bleachers and just stared at the stars for a couple hours. So this is uh, like a delightful. Afternoon. It was very good. It was fun. It, and delightful I I walked afternoon. there and walked back, so there was no didn't have to operate a motor yeah. vehicle. Um, yeah, just stared at the clouds, stared at the mountains, played baseball, looked for UFOs. Did you come up with food? Creeped out people. Uh, oh, and I did, yeah. And I brought a notebook. I always bring a notebook whenever I uh, do this, just in case. You it's know, always the some, worst thing to read the next some day. Some crazy. Uh, realize how stupid your genius really is. <laughs> On our, our last trip there, the one you mentioned, uh, Joshua Tree, I brought a notebook. And the only thing I wrote down that whole weekend was the uh, peanut M&M swimming pool. Have I talked about that on the podcast? I think we discussed it. Yeah. There was some, uh, yeah. I just was curious, if you filled a, a swimming pool with peanut M&Ms, if you jumped in, would you would you plunge or would you just splat? And I still don't know the answer to that. We covered that because we were talking yeah. about a ball pit. Okay, we did. to do with the viscosity yeah, of peanut that's M&Ms true. versus regular M&Ms. We did cover that. But yeah, that's what I wrote down on my last trip. On this one, uh, five hours, I wrote down uh, one thing, uh, breakfast hot dogs. Just See, now this sounds like something I, you'd think I would agree with blindly. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm. I had them the next I think, morning. I think it was a sodium factor. Well, the eggs don't have a lot of sodium in them. So you just put eggs on a hot dog. I just put scrambled eggs on a hot dog. Now, had I had access to bacon, I would have crumbled up some bacon and put it on there. Would that would have added to- the hot dog in the bacon. That's something. There you go. Maple syrup on there. Ooh, see, there you go. 
Yeah, it's not outlandish. It's not. Yeah. It's not like uh, for just some reason that's like I was just as surprised as you were. But you're like breakfast hot dogs. Yeah. Ah. I'm just surprised Sonic or somebody hasn't done it yet. I'm surprised. It's probably out. somebody came up with breakfast chili. Yeah. What? Ooh, in a French toast. Instead of a hot dog bun, French toast. Mm-hmm. There you go. Kind of like a hot dog McGriddle. I guess so. I mean, this isn't necessarily kind of tainting the yeah. idea with the word McGriddle. McGriddle's yeah. the only thing that my body's ever immediately rejected. Really? Yeah. What do you just? Out of here. Like I shit while I was eating it. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I've had them since it. then. I'm like, since then, I'm like, yeah, but it tasted good. But it was, like, it was something like, as soon as it went in my stomach, my body's like, what do we do? Oh, it just vacated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was all right. Just scrambled eggs on a hot dog. I mean, yeah. If I, Normally, I don't think food when I'm hallucinating. Yeah. So good for you for coming well, up with a... That's, that's... You know, you didn't figure out, a, you know, come up with a centrifuge or anything. But who well, if we yeah. put eggs in a hot dog? Let's, yeah. Brain's doing something. But yeah, it was good, man. I uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, you know, it's not for everybody, but if you wanna if you wanna step inside your mind, man, that's the beauty of things. They're Dude, never for everybody. That's right, man. So, all right. Well, I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you followed through on it the next day. Mm-hmm. I've never followed through on anything. Hallucinate mm-hmm. with like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna volunteer myself for NASA or something. No, you're not. Stop it. <laughs> Like, what if they need, like, a regular guy that's not trained to see how Mars would be populated? <laughs> like, with regular dudes. I'll be that guy. Um, well, let's, I guess... Uh, Do we need to set up this episode any further? No. <laughs> Just get in there. Just get in there, everybody. I, uh, I'll go ahead and apologize in advance for this first story. Well, we both had some... We both shared some tales. Yeah. So. All right. Enjoy, Boogie Monster. Enjoy the weird, the weird one. <laughs> Well, I was just thinking about this story the other day. Uh, one of the things you and I share is uh, even though we're big, burly, macho dudes. I'm not big. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a macho guy. I love animals, man. I love animals so much. I, we've talked about that. I got the puppy fever. I want cats, dogs, pigs. Let's just – we're recording after we just record an episode because then that's when the drinks kicked in. We're shooting the shit. Well, okay. You um, want to figure out – What's the note that you wrote? The, the the note you wrote in your comedy joke book. All right, I'm sitting here preparing my set list for tonight. Yeah, got to go do a spot at Little Joy in Los Angeles. We're fucking about. And uh, I was looking at my notes, and it just said, uh, "Ran over a family of rabbits." <laughs> and I know what I'm referring to, but I don't know why I thought that was in my comedy notebook. <laughs> Ever tell you that story? Is uh is uh would you call a family of rabbits a harem? Maybe if you like wordplay. All right, go on. Tell uh, I, tell I everybody how you contributed, how you made a nice stole for someone. I don't know how I thought this would be comedy. <clears throat> all right, I don't know how this thought I thought it would be a podcast, but we're here. We had all the stuff set up. Let her rip. Two thousand nine. I'm a few years into comedy. And I'm starting to tour around a little bit in the mm-hmm. southeast, living in Atlanta. And uh, I think I've made mention of this on the show before. I was with a lovely gal for nine years. She was the one that you live with in the haunted house. Lived in the haunted house. Lovely gal, Lucinda. Shout out to Lucinda if she's listening. Uh, That's a southern name. Yeah. She's a good gal. She's a interesting lady. But uh, we broke up 
kind of a mutual thing, probably mm-hmm. more lopsided in her direction. She's probably tired of my shit. But um, all right. <laughs> we broke up <laughs> on a Monday. And it was still kind of with the, well, let's take a break and let's hmm. see and maybe and blah, blah, blah. The very next day, I was working. Uh, I wasn't a full-time comic yet. I was working landscaping. And the very next day, uh, I, I was bummed out. You know, and when, you, when you're a landscaper, uh, you spend a lot of time on a riding lawnmower, especially in the south when a lot of big lots. Oh, God. Like Did you hit him with the lawnmower? Yards. And I'm just sitting there driving around on my lawnmower all day, thinking about Lucy. Oh no! Bummed out. And Kyle, Kyle, I, I didn't know it was a lawnmower. What did you think I, I meant? I thought it was with a car. I slaughtered a whole family <laughs> of rabbits this with is my terrible 48 inch X Mark oh, zero turn Christ. 12 horsepower oh. lawnmower. What? It was terrifying. What, what happened? Well, oh, this so, is worse. It's so bad, Kyle. It gets we, worse. It gets worse. How? Well, how could it get worse? So I slaughtered. Oh, just. Oh, oh. And, oh, just fur oh. everywhere. We shouldn't have recorded this. We shouldn't have recorded Where this. Where was thing. the comedy part of this? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Other than the fact that I'm laughing at the horror of this. All right. Listeners, let it be known, Dave is distraught, and I'm laughing at Dave's distress, love, not the fact that this happened. I love cute little animals so much, man. I would never I love an animal uh, on little purpose. bunnies? Little bunnies? Little fucking bunnies, man. A whole fu- There must have been six or seven of them, and oh. just... Just this clogged the. I had uh, to change my blades afterwards. Is that the comedy? Uh, no, there is. I, don't, I just admit it. I don't know why I wrote this down. It's in my comedy notebook. Ran over a family of rabbits. All right, uh, well, here's all right. Here's I've, the, honestly, I've started bits with writing down a horrible thing and wondering how I could reverse engineer it. So I, I understand. I don't know where I thought I was going with this. <laughs> I must have been under oh. the influence. Anyway, killed the whole family of rabbits. You don't know if it's the whole family. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. Go, go for it. One survivor. Oh, Jesus. Cute little baby bunny. Uh, little. I don't know anything about bunnies. This bunny would fit in my hand, and there was a lot of hand left over. So it was a tiny little bunny, like a week or two uh, old, maybe. So I got this one little bunny, and uh, I was, I was, I was, I was upset. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would be as well. So I got this one little bunny. This uh, is on a Tuesday. And uh, the very next day, I was going on it a It better not be a chili recipe at the end of the story. <laughs> I was going on a little three or four day, three or four day uh, little, little, little weekend run of comedy shows. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I had to go up to Asheville, North Carolina. So, again, Lucy and I broke up the night before. So I come home the next day. With this little bunny, and I put in a little box or something, a little Tupperware, mm-hmm. and uh, I said, uh, hey, hey, I got this little bunny, and I told her what happened. Of course, she was horrified. <sighs> but for some reason, she couldn't take care of this little bunny. I think maybe she was also going out of town or doing something. I was like, hey, I got to go out of town. Mm-hmm. Why don't you uh, take this little bunny, whose family I fucking murdered, and uh, see what you can do with this little fella. And she couldn't do it. So I took the bunny on the road with me. And I went 
I <laughs> took this little bunny on the road, and <laughs> oh. it was so little. And uh, but like, I was like, all right, I, I don't think it got injured because there was no. I mean, obviously, any uh, yeah, any other contact than it's with that broken moment. heart. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> I took this bunny on the road with me. Went up to Asheville, North Carolina. And I think I had another, a few other shows, Charlotte, Charleston, something. And so I got this little shoebox, and I got some lettuce, and I got a little turkey baster full of milk, and I was gonna, oh. I was gonna, gonna keep this little bunny alive. Oh, no. And I did keep this bunny alive for about four days. Oh, and the last sorry. day of my trip, it was like a Saturday. I was coming home on a Sunday. <clears throat> I, uh, I was hanging out with a buddy comic in Asheville, oh. and, uh, we're hanging out, and I was, the little bunny wasn't doing so good. And I kept feeding it little, little yeah. droplets of milk out of the turkey baster. Oh. And uh, I held this bunny, little baby bunny, who's four days ago I murdered his whole family. And uh, watched him take his last breath oh, in my hand. Like I watched, and oh. it was kind of a metaphor for my relationship, too. Because when I got back the next day... It got confirmed that, like, yeah, there's no trial period. We're done. So <clears throat> watching that little baby bunny just take its last, literally looking in, in his eyes <sighs> and put little droplets of milk in his mouth, and he just gurgled and bre- breathed and, and then just uh, shut it down. And uh, that's uh, that's in my comedy notebook. Is this Kyle. the bit you're going to work on tonight? I think so, yeah. Fuck. I thought the bunny would live, but then now you're haunted by like knowing that that bunny's out there, because mm. that's how you make like assassins. Like, isn't this how Kaiser Sose existed? Like, oh, my whole family's dead. I guess I have no choice. Yeah, but for vigilante justice, bunny's gonna come back and get me. No, you just. But yeah, so that's my bunny story, Kyle. I would. Put my notebook on the table like, well, well, if Dave's stuff feels dark, let me see what I got. And for and, some uh, reason, my friend wouldn't I let me bury yeah. the bunny in his yard. Well, so what? I, well, pr- I mean, probably because of the fucking demons that you created. I took this, his lifeless little bunny body and I just chucked it into the wood line. <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. Like, but you I just threw it out in the woods. Like, get out of here! This is horrible. Were he? Were you crying? Like, I was pretty upset. I was pretty distraught. I'm distraught right now. (laughs) Hey, this was your idea, cowboy. Well, it's this whole. It started with. Here's a weird thing I wrote in my joke notebook about killing a family of bunnies. I'm like, oh, let's capture it. Because it's probably going to be funny. No. Because it's in your joke notebook. Yeah, that's why I, I was know. confused. Are I you was sure like, you didn't bring your uh, journal of nightmares <laughs> accidentally? Because uh, if that's in your joke notebook, I don't know what the fuck else is lurking in that thing. Oh, man. I mean, I can talk about how I, I don't like kettle well, chips. That's not. Yeah, well, it started. We are like riffing good about kettle <laughs> chips. Like we we're I, like I, it was his post podcast. They're like, I don't like kettle chips. They're too hard for my mouth. I'm like, you sound like a real big bitch right now. And boy, are we having laughs about kettle chips? And like, here's a funny thing about yeah, some bunnies. It's top first line there. I don't know why I wrote that. Okay, the- how about this? Oh. All right, I'm now looking at Dave's phone in the notes section. Mm-hmm. First word, comedy. In mm-hmm. case you were unclear. Yeah. Well, I must be. And then the comedy. Second line ran over a family of rabbits. 
And the second one is a fully fleshed out bit about wrestling. <laughs> oh, getting high and walking backwards. <laughs> Jesus Christ. When I'm high, I sound sarcastic, but I'm being sincere. This should be. The wrestling one. You've mentioned Randy Jenkins several times. Yeah. <laughs> did I tell you? Oh, did I tell you the Randy Jenkins story? Peanut M&M pool. <laughs> this should be. You know what? That's a fun. I mean, uh, we've already thrown the fucking theme out the window with this podcast since episode <laughs> one. But reading other comics' notes yeah. and trying to figure out what the angle what is. They, I mean, that's got to exist, right? Did I tell you that? Speaking of Randy I have Jenkins. a run over a family of animals story that might make you feel better. Okay. But you could tell. What, would, what did you want to say about things? Okay, I'll tell you real quick the Randy Jenkins story. I, I think I told you this uh, in real life. I, I'm pretty sure I haven't mentioned this on the podcast. I got a bit that I've been working on for a few months. About the time I called the Chinese food I have a restaurant. note that says bowling ball that smells like grapes. That's And that's all. That's the whole sentence. So just to make you feel better. I, I, I Without your permission, I looked through your notes. Oh, I don't care. And I would have been horrified if you did that to me, so I'm sorry that yeah. I breached your trust. Yeah, none of this is very good anyway. Old El Paso salsa. We're going to murder this guy because his salsa sucks. That's what I got in trouble for way back when. Really? It was Pace. Yeah, Pace Picante. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fucking look at this New faggot York City. gets salsa from a city. And I had I took umbrage with it, and Randy Lidke pranked me. Um, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was funny. All right, real quick, the Randy Jenkins story. You may have heard this bit. You may not. I've been working on it for a few months. It's based on a true story about one time when I was hanging out with my folks on a visit, called the Chinese takeout place, the one they normally call. Oh, yeah, yeah. You had- and some redneck dude answered the phone, yeah. find a garden, could I help you? And it, I panicked <laughs> and hung up. And it's all about, like, who is that guy? Like, why is why is a redneck from South Georgia own a Chinese restaurant? <laughs> so I got this whole bit about that. And I don't really say it in the bit, but I wrote this bit when I was on tour with Ryan Singer and Andy Sanford. Yeah. And I, you know how it is when you are got a new bit and... You know, especially if you're on tour with friends, you just don't shut up about it. Yeah. At the end of the tour, they're like, yeah, Dave, that's a pretty funny bit. Will you stop talking about it? But <laughs> I don't mention it in the bit, but kind of amongst them, I just named this character. I do this big act out. It's mm-hmm. like a three-minute drawn-out act out of this character. I named him Randy Jenkins because I just think that's a funny southern name. I'm Randy Jenkins. I work mm-hmm. in the garden. And uh, anyway, this whole tour, punching up this joke. They're helping me. I'm talking about Randy Jenkins all the time. Well, second to last day of the tour, we're in Charleston, South Carolina. We go to a barbecue buffet. Those okay. two things put together. Sure. Oh, my God. We're in there eating the barbecue buffet, and two tables over, we just can't help but notice this loud, obnoxious. The South is filled with these old, loud, obnoxious know-it-alls, these old <laughs> dudes. My grandfather was one just... You know, I've done this and I've done that. A lot of Cliff Clavins. A lot of Cl- Southern Cliff Clavin. And it's not only do I know what I'm talking about, I'm going to go ahead and assume <laughs> you don't know what you're talking I about. I know what you're talking about yeah. better than yeah. what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, but it's probably wrong. There's <clears> a lot <throat> of that. And uh, there's just this guy just talking. Yeah. And then we finally deduce that he's sitting at a table that he just invited himself with some strangers. <laughs> 
Like, and I confirmed it after the fact. I said, hey, when I went back up to the buffet, I was like, hey, is that guy with y'all? And he's like, no, he just sat down. <laughs> Looks like you guys need some fact checking. Just, well, good thing I'm here to Just tonight. a guy by himself, just dropping in, going to hang out with like, these people. Like the Italian guy that sings at your table, yeah. but just Sit tells down. you why you're wrong yeah. about politics. So this guy's yammering the whole time. <laughs> And Ryan jokingly said, hey, that's uh, that's your character. Because his voice, his accent was very yeah. similar to my Randy Jacobs character that I've been working on all month. <laughs> and he did kind of talk like, and Ryan goes, hey, that's your that's your guy. That's your character there, Randy. And I go, oh, yeah, yeah, he does kind of sound like him. Swear to God, not exaggerating one bit. Two minutes later, we hear him talk to another table. Good to see you, Randolph Jenkins. His name was Randolph. Really? Jenkins. Really. Ask Ryan or Andy. Ran- he introduced himself to another table. Hey, how's it go? Randolph Jenkins. Randolph <laughs> Jenkins. I had been naming this guy Randy Jenkins for a month working on this bit. And and you know, like Jenkins is a solid like bumpkin last name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And Randy just goes well, yeah. but to meet the legit. Yes. Andy Did you guys get a little, like, some of the heebie-jeebs? I mean, it was weird because Ryan was joking when he goes, hey, that's your guy. And what he meant was that guy sounds like the character you This created. is the beginning of, like, a much better boogie monster than we've ever intended to record yeah. where coincidence actually comes to fruition. Yeah. You know, well, I don't know if that sentence made any sense that I said coincidence coming. But, like, where, oh, this is a, I made up this guy and he does exist. But mm-hmm. you might have... Be, be, what what comedians are just really hilarious? Just have hilarious premonitions. Mm-hmm. You created a character. Yeah, I was going to go back and say, what if the f- character, like, what if the guy at the Chinese food place was still like name was like Ling Tao, <laughs> <laughs> but he's 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 he grew up there. Like now, now this recipe been passed down from generation to generation. Let's go back to the Ming Dynasty. This this recipe right here. Now, don't get me wrong. What I sound like over the phone? You come on in. I did some research. Turns out General So wasn't even in the middle. We don't even fuck with none of that. That's bullshit. This here's authentic Szechuan cooking. Oh boy, like was just a southern like grew up in the south, yeah. but it's still pure. Like that recipe is authentic. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the crux of that bit. It's just like that. Okay. You know what? What an interesting concept. If we remember that we recorded this, mm-hmm. is what comedy bits have been, had a little bit of uh, premonition. Had a little bit of uh, who's the main? Who's the main guy that predicted everything that was wrong? A uh, hunchback of Notre Dame. No, <laughs> Notre Dame. No. Yeah. Yeah. Notre Dame. Yeah. I was making a joke. <clears throat> it's in Sopranos, they said, you know, like uh, like Notre Dame. He, he, he confuses Notre Dame with Notre Dame. Well, I would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but about Dame. how many times comedians, you know, it, when it becomes your job to just ruminate about political things or how the future is going to be, like, oh, I'll just come up with bullshit ideas. Cause, because now, now that you have the umbrella of entertainment you get to live under, you get to say the weirdest things. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine, like, imagine the thoughts that you now allow yourself to have publicly. Mm-hmm. That wh- where would you have those thoughts if you were still back working yeah. landscaping, or I was at an office closed captioning, or in a warehouse, 
and be like, well, by the way, I also think that aliens are clearly just future human beings that have developed time travel, but they realize they're coming back to ensure that their existence will still be there. You'd look, you'd get fired from your job. Yeah, and your friends would be very annoyed. Yeah, you wouldn't even have like what friends would you have yeah. left? <clears throat> but now, because you're a comedian, you like. There's no responsibility to being socially acceptable, <laughs> and so for the like you can say all these things with the with the hopefully the main intention to entertain people, but also you want to express your weirdest, yeah. darkest thoughts. And if somebody laughs at it, that's acceptance. Yeah, not that they agree with you, but at least I made it funny enough that I don't have to feel like such a fucking weirdo yeah. for having these thoughts. Yeah. I agree. That's now that's some shit that we could have come up with in a regular episode. Mm -hmm. But for once, we got into it without talking about food, and here we are. <laughs> I'll just okay. Well, there's a, a bonus episode, or maybe it's a part of a regular. My my buddy Joe, when he was a uh, younger guy, uh, very funny. One of my best friends, like stop was driving his parents minivan and stopped politely on route 53 right by the denny's in addison which is not there anymore it's like a t-mobile store fucking gentrification can't believe you turned that white restaurant into a cell phone store <laughs> um like saw a raccoon trying to cross cross the road he's like oh no I'm, it's late at night there's nobody coming i can stop on this <laughs> this road and so the raccoon <laughs> waddled across the road and it was late, so I was just like, all right, I'm going to get home and just hit the gas just in time for all the babies to run across the oh, road no. and mow them down. Just just strike. Just got them. So, and he had the same remorse as you had for the bunnies. Accidents happen. Um, I still think about that a lot. Uh, well, things I, I remember very vividly. When I was a passenger in a car that hit a seagull, which you never realize the wingspan on them until it's been expend extended through force because you hit the seagull's head yeah. and it pushed its wings forward and it spins around the cab of the pickup you were sleeping in moments before. Um, I can't. I've never hit a deer. Knock on wood. That's a big thing in the Midwest. Yeah, in the South too. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, hitting deers. Uh, I killed a frog. I talked about that in a couple specials ago, mm -hmm. so I'm not going to go into that. Yeah. But like, and I'm supposed to possibly do a show soon where I go hunting. Yeah, you were telling me about that. You no, ever that hunt? Cool. Have you ever hunted? I have hunted. Yes. Is there? Okay, hunting is a, a situation where, and how are you on time? What are you doing with when you got to get Oh, there? I'm fine. Okay. You got a bunch of guys getting drunk in the woods. Now, is that like when you've gone hunting, has it been day trips? Have you stayed out overnight? No, it's uh, get up really early <clears throat> yeah. in the morning, like on a Saturday. Get up at like 4.30. You're in the woods by quarter after 5, and you're climbing up into a tree stand waiting for a deer to walk in front of you. Because I always wondered, is there like a macho aspect that takes over, or is it, or is it an uh, more of a spooky camping vibe, like all the guys hanging out drinking beer? And is it more tough guy shit, or is it? Oh, I heard in these woods, like that. That would make 
the experience. I mean, I, I still don't know how I'm going to feel. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. I don't. I've only hunted a couple of times, and it was just kind of a kind of pressured into it with a friend. You know, hey, come on, we're all going. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know what their take on it was. My take was, why, 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 why am I going to kill this deer? <laughs> yeah, you know. And I get, yeah, I want to go off on that. You know, I get a, a true hunter will. You know, kill if it you use eat, it, use it. All. I have no problem with yeah, that. Yeah, and there is a population, especially if you're already it. eating meat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Why yeah. should you ever harp on somebody exactly. who's going to hunt and consume that animal? But my point of view was like, well, why do I have to do this? I, I, I like deer. Yeah, I like animals. Why am I? Why am I going to shoot this thing? Well, you're not a vegetarian. It was for a while. So. Oh yeah, you you did take a break. <laughs> it was for three years. I was a fat vegetarian. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we got. I got another random story that I have, people have asked me to tell that I've never told on the uh, podcast. Right. If you want me to get into it, let's do it. I mean, it's not a yeah, it's a pretty interesting story. We were just mentioning wrestling, uh, and off the um. air we, were, we started this by talking about wrestling. And uh, some people know this. I think I've shared it once, maybe on Twitter. Uh, I used to have a job. Yeah, you were employed. I was uh, I was a tour manager. For a couple of bands, but one of them, this was back in 99, 2000, 2001, um, Fozzy, Chris Jericho's band. Uh, Chris Jericho of WWE fame. Yeah. Now he's doing a bunch of other stuff. He's got his podcast and stuff. <clears throat> What's but, his racket? Yeah, he's still around. Yeah, he's still doing stuff. And I think he's still doing stuff in wrestling, too. But anyway, long story short, just some people asked me to talk about this. Um, I was Fozzy's tour manager. And... Uh, Traveled with him. We toured all over the country. Saw almost all this country even before I started stand up mm-hmm. uh, by just being a tour manager with with those guys. And uh, but anyway, not only was I their tour manager, uh, their their the origin of that band started. Their first album was essentially a covers album. It was all like seventies uh, and eighties, like just classic metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maiden, Priest. I think they did some Van Halen, sure. some Dokken, stuff like that. But the little gimmick on that first album was, hey, we've been stuck in a bad contract in Japan for the last 20 years. These are our songs. These assholes took our songs. That was okay. a little tongue-in-cheek. That's kind of funny. Spinal tap yeah. angle. And it was just an excuse to play a bunch of covers. But now they've since turned into a, a pretty decent uh, you know, original stuff. But anyway... Uh, one of the they're little, still out there. The band yeah, still. they're still putting out okay, records. Okay. This is 15 years ago, 16 years ago. They're still still touring. Um, but one of the gimmicks early on in that band, because it was it was a gimmick, it was tongue in cheek. Um, they had a mascot, uh, not unlike Iron Maiden's mascot Eddie. Yeah, uh, who Eddie would come out. Eddie was like this skeleton monster dude. Oh yeah. So Arthur was. Fozzie's mascot, and Arthur was uh, half man, half pig. Okay. And Arthur uh, had a pig face. Uh, he would don a, a prosthetic pig mask, and he'd wear a Boy Scout uniform. He'd wear like a Boy Scout shirt, and he's like torn. Just Was there lore? Was he yeah. just a, a Boy Scout that... Yeah, well, he suffered from swinus. He was a Boy Scout that contracted swinus. Swinus. He now has this pig affliction. Swinus is funny. Yeah, he was half man, half pig. And uh, once every concert, once every show, during a particular song and a particular guitar solo, Eddie would come out with a real chainsaw, 
You mean uh, Arthur. Uh, Arthur. I'm sorry. Arthur would come Let's out. Watch these uh, yeah. copyrights. Yeah, exactly. Arthur would come out with a real chainsaw and chase Chris Jericho around the stage. Chain on the saw? Chain on the saw the whole nine That's yards. not safe. Yeah. It, uh, I think eventually maybe we took the chain off because one time uh, oh. it, uh, Arthur almost tripped. Uh I was Arthur. So, <laughs> I like how you kept it third person up yeah. until Arthur almost tripped. I was Arthur. Yeah, I was Arthur. So, and and the weird thing about it from my point of view was I had to negotiate a raise for that. I was hired on as the tour manager, and then they were like, "Hey, we're starting to do this new thing. We're like, uh, we're introduce this mascot named Arthur. Uh, we want you to be Arthur." And I was like, "Oh, cool." So I, get I think if you and- like, if you nicked yourself with the chainsaw, <laughs> better negotiating power. That's true. Guys, we're real chainsaw, and you're paying me for one job? Horse shit. But yeah, and they uh, they did a documentary. Uh, it was on VH1 and MTV. I think it's on uh, YouTube. There's clips of it called uh, Fozzy uh, Uncensored or Unleashed or Unsomething. But you can see uh, dumb old Dave, uh, like 20-year-old Dave, uh, dressed up as Arthur the Beardless Dave. Beardless Dave, yeah. This is pre-beard. And... Uh, but yeah, so I, I I've casually mentioned that you know I love socially. the idea of not sure not being sure if something on is on YouTube. If it was yeah. ever videotaped, <laughs> it's on YouTube. But uh, I never thought it was that big of a deal. But like some of these wrestling fans are like, "Wait, Fozzie, you know you know Jericho, you know Fozzie?" He's like, yeah, it was just it was my job, I, you know. And I knew that he was a big deal back then, and to some certain degrees. What if is, you but. just put a cookbook out as Arthur? <laughs> like if you want to cover like the weirdest niche in the world, like these biscuits are real good. Where'd you get this recipe? All right, you know the you remember when that wrestler had a band and the guy who wore a pig mask is like a comedian now? That it's his recipe. <laughs> like what the weirdest path to celebrity yeah. chef status <laughs> i think we should just campaign to get you as arthur on like top chef or something be- nobody okay okay not a few drinks we're in a few drinks here but hear me out dave and listeners alike if i'll take a note from coast to coats coast coats to coats it's our new podcast it's <laughs> The most chilling stories you could. Uh, I looked at the fucking Zoom recorder like there was an audience. I'm having a cramp. Sorry. You're cramping up. I'm looking at the fucking Zoom recorder and doing a real zoom in. Let it out. Why? Woo. You want this water? I got some water. You need to hydrate for cramps. No, my my hamstrings cramping. That ever happened to you? Yeah. Uh, usually, usually in bed. Work it out. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm all right. All right. Go ahead with your point. For once, Dave's ham fights back. He's standing up and stretching out. This is truly a bonus episode. Oh, you know this has more of a through line than the fucking bullshit we sit down planned out. Oh yeah, what's the through line here? I, I mean, I don't know, but it just feels smooth, you know. I'm still got uh, deodorant uh, issues, uh, by the way. I don't know if that's uh, affecting you yet. I haven't got anything. I, I stopped. I don't smell very good. Right. I now. told you I stopped wearing deodorant. Um. No, you know what? Nobody's doing Top Chef for these things. It's still it's the aftermath of the cramp. Yeah, I'm alright. Yeah, it hurt. I know the motherfuckers though. They're bad. Um, Top Chef. Nobody's doing like a a bucket head or a or a guar. Nobody's coming into the celebrity chef scene with a mysterious character. 
coming in like still full like people do with music. They dick around with comedy with a Tony Clifton, with or with uh, the unknown comic. Yeah. Why is nobody doing it with the chef world? They do it. They do it, the guy who drives on Top Gear mm-hmm. is hidden from the world. Yeah. Nobody's doing it with that chef community. Could be an angle. <clears throat> Nobody's doing the hidden chef. I'm I'm just saying, Dave. I'm, I'm trying to it. give you I'm career up for options. Any of this. By the way, I still think all right we should be pitchmen for some food. Uh, Burger King's got a new commercial with two dumbasses. Just give me some about. sponsorship. Yeah. I'd be I too honest with yeah, Burger King wants us to like, hey guys, there's a, a action. Oh, these Waparitos kinda suck. All right, cut. <laughs> We don't want your opinions. Just read the script. But if we should be, life, we should be exactly. We Bo should. Jangles should hire me. I'll sell those chicken and biscuits. Bo Jangles, if Gus's wants to Gus's, jump in on this, oh man, we should be selling Gus's chicken. Would you take free Gus's for life over money to pitch? I'm going to say five year contract. Five year contract. Uh, four commercials a year. Oh, just four a year? Yeah. Ten commercials a year. I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to come up with some kind of like what would you do I'll instead of money. Well, I've said this before regarding comedy, but it makes it's more relevant if we're talking chicken. I can't believe they pay me to do something I would gladly do for free. I would gladly sell their chicken for free. Yeah. You want to pay me All right, in, well, in chicken? That's fine. Now that that's recorded, you just uh, fucked both of us out of a Gus's endorsement, <laughs> Dave. But seriously, once why this, not? Once I end this recording, let's talk about business strategy because <laughs> you are shooting us both uh, in our respective feet. You brought it with up. With statements like that. You posed old, the question. Old dum-dum just like standing on a street corner saying chicken's good <laughs> while old Canaan's trying to get some bills paid over here. Hey, you By the way, my special is available on iTunes and Amazon. You can go there and pay me your money. Yes, for that. But seriously, any chicken sponsors? Uh, how I don't have a barbecue endorsement yet, or I don't know. I need- chicken sponsors sounds like a, an actual chicken you call when you want a drink. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just having a real rough night. Throw it out there. <laughs> Any industry types? I just fired my manager. Uh, he's so, fi- uh, he fired his manager. So I'm available. But, uh, but okay, so in, back to the if, if known pitchman. Mm-hmm. You brought up. But as a duo, we would have concerns. Well, what concerns? What if something came in that we both don't agree with? Or I don't agree. Or wait, some. If we both don't agree, we won't do with it. But if if you, yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. You brought up, and I think it's an excellent point. Speaking of chicken pitchman, probably is. If I brought it up, what's up? What's what? You know, what was the, it? The rotating KFC Colonel Sanders. Yeah, I'll fucking I'll sell that goddamn chicken. Be perfect for that. Hey, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Listen up. I'll sell your fucking chicken. <laughs> I'll go yeah, get Yeah, me too. I'll go get my own suit. Dave and I'll do it together. <laughs> you want you're paying people that already have money. Yeah. 
How about somebody that loves the product? I, I like, I'm still looking at the Zoom recorder when I think I'm addressing the world. I look at the, this, this tiny piece of technology that is the shape of a TV remote. Like, and, and here's another thing. <laughs> and I watch the light register my voice like, they hear me. <laughs> Fucking people that matter after all these cables. Um, I'm still trying. I just want to get. I want free bike. What do you want for free? What do I want for free? Uh, you feel okay asking for? Oh, like if I was to endorse, like the because we're famous from this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you want for free? I mean, just dude. Dave just looked around for something to lean back on. <laughs> free meals. You man. found a ledge. You leaned back so far. You found a ledge in my apartment. I I like. Uh, did I talk? I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago on the podcast when I was in Birmingham. So chicken? Because, yeah, you fucking talked about chicken. When I was in Birmingham and they rolled out the red carpet. And oh, chicken. they were treating you nice. I, was, I just want that treatment more often. So, yeah. okay, Dave, just, just, some, just a chef that knows that his creations are going to fall on appreciative taste buds. Yeah, absolutely. That's, see, I feel guilty if somebody does that for me because I'm like, I don't know what I'm tasting. I just eat it and I'm like, oh, it's good. Like, I don't give them the words. Like, oh, the crunch really accented the spice. Like, I don't say the right things. I'm just like, mmm, yum. I say yum. You're, That's not what know. a chef wants to hear. They know, though. You can tell. Seriously, a chef can tell when someone – that's why comedy and cooking are so similar. Like, you know immediately. Yeah. It's, if, a, it's a difference works. between somebody laughing and somebody going, well, that was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. It's immediate – Validation. So if I make a lot of fuck sounds and kind of mm-hmm. half fall asleep, falling out of my chair after the meal, mm-hmm. that's good stuff. They know. They know. Right. Well, okay, just treat Dave nice on tour when he lists his tour dates here. Yeah. And it's not even, you're not looking for like Michelin stars. You just want no. somebody who cares about what they're doing in yeah. a kitchen. Yeah. Put forth an effort. Come at you with it. And I'll, I'll appreciate it. And you're not going to, you're not, you don't shy away from nothing. What yeah. was the one thing you didn't like? We talked about it. You had a problem with Cantaloupe. it? Cantaloupe. Yeah, that's fucked. I don't like cantaloupe. All right. Well, any amazing chefs doing wonderful things with cantaloupe, you're off the hook. But everybody else, (laughs) Dave Stone's rolling through. By the way, we addressed it briefly when you were scrolling through my comedy notes, Mm -hmm. but it is a valid question. Uh, Peanut M&M swimming pool? Okay. Here's my question. That was a question? Here's my question. I just read it as a note. You take a swimming pool, whether it be a standard below ground or the above ground pool yeah. you fill it with peanut m&ms okay it's right there that's no i'm already i really want to know where you're going with this. all right you fill it with peanut m&ms you or i jump into said pool do we penetrate and do we sink down as if it were water or do we just splat and crack our ribs like are we going to be able to uh not the opposite of breach why peanut? Well, that's just that's just the thing I was thinking about that night. All right, <laughs> if you fill that pool with steel ball bearings, you're just gonna splat and break your ribs. <laughs> just thinking about peanut and ribs. <laughs> that's such a spot. Like, well, it's clear. There's gonna be a reason why it's peanut M and M's. But you let's just think about it. Well, if you think about a ball pit, uh-huh. you got to think about the viscosity. I don't think that's the right word. It is. Okay. Let me explain it. 
Viscosity and is thermal breakdown. Viscosity is scientifically how shit slips around next to each other. Okay, gotcha. Right? Yes. I, I agree with me. I agree. It's the slipperiness of things. Okay. Oil works molecularly because it's slipperier than other stuff. See, I wasn't thinking. Viscosity. I've drank enough, so I know all the science. I was thinking the density of, of the thing, whether it be a ball bearing or a, a plastic ball or a peanut M&M. If... The viscosity. I'm still going with viscosity. See how long you could milk that pause. Okay, but no, you brought up peanut uh, M&Ms. Yes. Now you're dealing with a hard center, but a flexible outer shell. Yeah. So if you hit them, those peanut M&Ms are gonna they're gonna they're gonna bail. They're gonna they're gonna crunch down. They're gonna they're gonna break. When you fall on a peanut M&M, if it was a ball bearing. I almost think if you entered it, are you talking belly flop? Are you talking toes pointed or a dive? Because then ball bearings, the viscosity of the ball bearings are going to theoretically, if they're small enough, they're going to be light enough to move upwards. If they're too heavy, I'm thinking about size. Mm -hmm. What if you have ball bearings that are like bowling ball size? Those are too heavy to move around under your body weight. But if they're smaller, they fuck this. This question's fucking dumb. It's a good question, Kyle. It's not good. It's one we need to answer. If it's peanut M and M's, if I ever get any money, you can rest assured I'm going to have a swimming pool filled with peanut M and M's. I guarantee that. So peanut M and M's, here's your sponsorship opportunity. If you want to imagine two grown men pissing in the pool filled with your product. Just pulling out whole clumps like kitty litter. (laughs) If ball pits work because the balls are light, Mm -hmm. that allows them to move freely amongst each other. Mm -hmm. If If a ball pit had billiard balls in it, they wouldn't move. The gravity would have too much effect, so you'd hurt yourself. Yes. So where does the peanut M and M fall? Peanut M and M's. Nobody has a comparison. Nobody's jumped into a pool full of regular M&Ms and knows the weight comparison. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I asked the tough questions. All right. Well, fucking Dave wants to be sponsored by swimming pools full of M&Ms. And I just want free bicycle parts. That's cool. We didn't get into that at all. It just came out of nowhere, but I would like them. Do you want to get into that real quick? I got five minutes for it. You got five minutes? I got five minutes. I got to go do a show. Well, I'm getting pretty good at, at bicycling. Mm-hmm. Like I can stay on it and everything. Mm-hmm. And I would like cool stuff. Like, listen, when I'm out there shredding, you know, I'm shredding, people are noticing me. They're like, whoa, look at that dude. Look are you that, good? Look at that bad boy of the mountain. Are you fairly good? I mean, you've been doing it a while now. Yeah, no, I'm not good. I think you're But I like okay I, 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 I I definitely realized that the bike I spent a lot of money on, like if I just went to and like if I bought a basic level bike, I would have ruined that bike. Some of the stuff that I do, like all right, I would have broken a, a like a Target bike. Mm-hmm. It doesn't excuse how much money I've spent on. Somebody bicycles. did a quick little piece on you a few months ago. It was a nice Thomas Wood. Thomas Wood was yeah. a. Where can we find that? YouTube, like everything. Under what search? This Calcanane bike? 
Thomas Wood bike. Maybe I don't know. It was know. good. You were shredding in that thing. No, I looked pretty bad in it, but I, I knew I, not that. No, the, it was shot beautifully, but I knew we were documenting something. It was a, it was a series that he did about what comedians do when they're not doing comedy to make themselves happy. Mm-hmm. And so he came out to a trail that I would ride on. But yeah, it would just be cool to get free stuff because it's real expensive. Mm-hmm. That's all. I mean, sorry, it's not as cool as like a swimming pool. Yeah. Now we're just entering some like low budget MythBuster shit, <laughs> which basically now it's just going to be you jumping off a chair into a bucket of Skittles, <laughs> just to see if it's even remotely close to the what we're theorizing right now. Not even Skittles, like like shitty skit. Like is there like is there like Smittles out there? Is there, like some fucking bottom shelf brand? Oh man, that's <clears throat> funny. Well, sorry about the bunny story. Well, what this? We got a whole thing. <laughs> did we? Well, also we dipped into uh, what did we tell like fifteen minutes ago? We were talking about something that like conspir like predicting the future through just comedic theorizing. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people sit around and shoot the shit. I mean, it, like comedy open mics are the closest thing to old dude think tanks that exist in our modern society. Like where else? I mean, there's bars mm-hmm. and you can find bar. I mean, they usually filled with sports people. Like how often do you get a corner that feels safe talking about aliens or ghosts True. or just theorizing about the weird stuff? Maybe that's what happens over dungeons and dragons games. I never played that, but you get like nerds in an affectionate term together to just start talking about stuff. These are the conversations I had smoking bongs at some train track, uh, train track bridge in my hometown, which I've only just wanted to recapture for the rest of my life, was getting high as fuck with four dudes that weren't bros and just talking about. If it was talking about getting laid, it was one dude got laid. It was three guys asking science questions about sex, <laughs> and it was the most innocent, genuine thing that ever happened. And I, that's all I've wanted to continue. It's just. A lot of open-minded people saying what if, mm-hmm. or if they're being cynical, they're doing it to be comedic and, mm-hmm. and propose another outside devil's advocate point and get you to argue against it. Yeah. As opposed to being like, what are you guys talking about? That's fucking dumb. Fuck you, nerds. <laughs> I'd rather have somebody argue why I'm wrong with the points that I've made instead yeah. of just calling me a loser. I understand. Hence, the boogie monster. Well, I'm glad we got into it, buddy. Yeah. Anyway, you're wrong about cantaloupe. Uh-huh. You're right about feeling sad about those bunnies. Yeah, I gotta go try to make this funny. Yeah, it's gonna I, be. I honestly have no idea why I wrote that in my notebook. I don't either. There's gotta be something there. No, there doesn't. No. <sighs> the Boogie Monster. Oh.